Second hour of our Tuesday's edition of program, we find out what's happening in Korean culture and entertainment here on All About K. Now, this week, filling in for Gina, we have a man of many talents. You might be uh, very familiar with his voice here on Anidang Radio. Key Kim joining us in the studio. Key, hello to you. Hello, it's great to be here. You know, uh, for our listeners, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, uh, you guys are very familiar with uh, Key. Uh, not yeah. only does he uh, do a fantastic job with the, uh, the news, uh, he's also got a fantastic voice from what I understand. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, actually, because I used to be on all the like, K-pop music shows. So yeah. Normally, I would be like, all over the place when we start the segment, but uh, it kind of feels uh, new to be here and then be sort of gentle. You know, you know, with another gentleman here. Well, I mean, you know, yes, it's a it's a news program. It's very right. different. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I do like about Tuesday is the fact that we kind of loosen up a little bit. A little uh, bit. Talking mm-hmm. about uh, entertainment and culture as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Key, a, a question that I've always had kind of yes. is, I, I know your singing talents. Do you actually have a you, you professional, form? did you have an album out or something like that? Well, I did have couple albums on somewhere on the YouTube channels and I did produce some of the music so I get uh, those incentives every month so when I first released my own album yeah um, I had about 20 bucks or 30 bucks coming in uh, every month for the copyright yeah and now I check my bank book um, last week I had about 27 one so that's like a two cents that's 27 more one than I would ever make <laughs> in, in any kind of music but uh, yeah uh, for our listeners out mm-hmm. there, uh, great singer, Key, great voice uh, in the you. news as well. If you have a chance to uh, see some of his uh, clips on television, Korean television show, you close your eyes, mm-hmm. he sounds exactly like Sung Shi Kyung. I'll buy you dinner after this show. We're not going to talk about <laughs> Sung Shi Kyung or Key, but we're yes. going to talk about BTS. My goodness, uh, mm-hmm. potentially the stars of the century, uh, the new, I guess, the Beatles wave that we're seeing right now. The group also set another record earlier today. Let's talk about this. Exactly. K-pop boy band. And BTS has once again broke the record. Uh, BTS's summer single Butter has topped the Billboard Hot 100 chart for the fifth week in a row now. Uh, before BTS, no pop girl has ever topped the Hot 100 for five straight weeks. Uh, Butter has proven to even be more popular than Dynamite, which is the number one for a total of three weeks right. last year. But what you have to check out here is that the number of people downloading the music. So each of the past five weeks, BTS's Butter has sold more than 100,000 downloads. That's the first song to do since Ed Sheeran's Shape of You which was released back in 2017. And it also increased its radio presence with the song growing 6% in radio airplay audience impressions with 27.6 million points. You know what's remarkable about this? Uh, number one, uh, the, the downloads I'm not surprised about. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I am very much surprised about is the radio presence because exactly. the song only gets played often on radio if the listeners want to listen to the song. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that the listeners are constantly requesting uh, butter at this point. Point, but uh, uh, this is remarkable. As someone who's been, you know, obviously in the K-pop industry, in the music industry, uh, do you can you still believe what BTS is doing all these uh, years? I know. It's the funny thing about BTS is they even went into a hamburger franchise. You know, this <laughs> Am brand has this BTS meal set. Yeah. So uh, what I know is uh, from Spain, yeah. they even protested against the government to have that BTS meal introduced in Spain because they well. don't have it. They don't have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard some uh, news. Uh, you know, you know, in, in Southeast Asia, if, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're not doing. They're only doing delivery services because they had right. so many people 
people head over to these restaurants and they're selling like uh, the bags and all the, uh, the the meal for like a hundred dollars or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, really incredible to see BTS. Also, uh, Paul McCartney recently coming out on a, in a talk show saying that yeah, they are the new Beatles. So exactly, you actually have a Beatles saying. All these things about BTS. But uh, speaking, going back to the charts here, there's something very unusual, but at the same time, very interesting phenomenon going on in the K-pop charts. Can you tell us about this? That is correct. I would say this could be the Yu Jae-sok syndrome. Okay. Uh, as a similar phenomenon happened back in uh, when Muhan Dojun or Infinite Challenge had uh, concert episodes. You know, every two year they would have this concert episode and every time they release new songs, they're on the top of the charts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now, looking a few months back, we had Hwambul Wonjongde, the Refund Sisters with Hwasa, Jesse, Ihori, and Om Jonghwa rocking the chart with their single Don't Touch Me. And again, this time, MSG Wannabe, a male vocal group produced by Yuyaho, which is uh, another character ID <laughs> dominating the K-pop chart for the past two weeks. Okay, so uh, I think with Yuja uh, Sok, uh, mm-hmm. this has been going on for a while now. I think, did, did he start off as a trot singer? Was what, what he, he started did? as a drummer. As a drummer. But actually, this actually whole thing started on the YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, the Kim Tae-ho, the producer who used to produce the Infinite Challenge. Yeah. Was after the season ended, they were like, um, you know, instead of just uh, do not doing nothing, you know, why don't you just start a new, something new? Yeah. So Kim Tae-ho just handed over a camera to Yu Jae-sok. That's how it all began. And now he created this uh, amazing um, second character syndrome or Phuket syndrome. Yeah. So he's been uh, a producer, he's been a trot singer, he's been a drummer, like, he was everywhere. Yeah, I, this is incredible because I remember, right, was it last summer uh, when uh, Suck City, right? Uh, mm-hmm, with Yu Jae Sok, Iori, and Rain. Rain. Uh, they basically Suck City the music charts with their uh, summer hit song, which exactly. was, was a remake. But now you have MSG Wannabe, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming uh, is a remake of SG Wannabe exactly. uh, trio. Uh, but can you tell us about this program in itself? So, uh, you know, SG Wannabe was, uh, used to dominate the chart back in 2000 with a medium tempo melody and their, you know, unique vocal style. Right, right. And um, so now this group was formed after a long audition process from the program called Nolmyeon Mohani, or Hanging Out With You, uh, with the Yuja several character, which this time is Yu Yaho, which is a producer. <laughs> and uh, if you take a look at it, the songs actually... They sound pretty nice. You know, they even have KCM, Park Jae-jung, like, yeah. you know, most known uh, ballad singers there. Also, Ji Seok-jin, like the comedian. And, you know, they turned out to be okay, and they're now top of the charts. Ji Seok-jin actually has albums, a couple of albums, right? Long, long time ago. Yeah, he <laughs> does have, he, he, he calls himself a singer. He's like a Park Myung-soo. Yeah. Uh, in Korean, we call it Kegasu, which is Gekman plus right. Kazu, the singer. So, yeah, uh, I guess this could uh, add to another his, um, you know, discography. Yeah, again, I, you know, I don't watch this program avidly, uh, but, uh, you know, I was growing up, I was a big fan of SG Wannabe. It was good mm-hmm. to see that uh, Kim Jin Ho, uh, one of the main vocals of SG Wannabe, finally yeah. come out on his, uh, you know, reality TV show. Um, and so, again, you know, this is, you just, like, we're not talking about, uh, you know, BTS or, mm-hmm. you know, twice, uh, all these idols uh, just dominating the charts every summer, but it's Yu Jae Suk's uh, shows, uh, and especially with uh, these yeah. names that we're so familiar with mm-hmm. uh, these days. So, again, summer season, which means, again, more music that's right. going to come out as well. And also, um, you know, when was the last time you visited the uh, singing room? 
<sighs> you know what? Too long ago because it's, it, you know, pandemic. Right. Uh, never been going during the pandemic, but uh, even before that, never really went as much. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, a friend of mine because I also enjoy go to singing rooms because of COVID 19. I wasn't able to go. Yeah. But uh, last week, when my friend was hanging out at the uh, singing room, You know, all he heard was S.G. Wannabe's song because of the charts, because of nostalgic melody, everything. Everybody was singing the same song. But you know what's funny is about uh, so many songs like S.G. Wannabe. And again, I can name it, you know, Ne Saran Partner for Life right. or Timeless, uh, Chewa Bar. Mm -hmm. These are all songs that, again, maybe key, you can you pull off. Yeah. But it's one of those songs that most guys, like an average Joe like myself, can't pull off, but will still it's try tough. to go for it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's incredible songs. And you're right. I don't know how the atmosphere is like these days uh, mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, know the singing rooms because i just haven't been going but from what i understand you know we talked about in this program yuk chuhang a lot of these right. uh, songs that used to be hits back in the days mm -hmm. coming back now and so there's a lot of even younger kids now singing uh these uh, older Old, songs older songs right it's incredible uh can i also ask you what your uh you know top song uh in a singing room is when you go surprisingly it's not uh song <laughs> <laughs> i i, I Because it's hard to sing, but uh, normally I like Im Jebom's Noru Wehe. Man, that's see, yeah, that's another for song for uh, for our listeners out there. It's another song that all guys try to sing, mm -hmm. you which know, you shouldn't in front of the girl. It's like she's Never. gone, exactly. Right? It's by Steel Heart. Everyone mm -hmm. tries to sing it, but uh, you know, most people fail. But all right, only when I'm drunk. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, speaking of which, yes. as we are easing off uh, social distancing level for COVID-19, it seems like the concert industry is uh, slowly waking up as well. How are they doing nowadays? Yeah. So when you think about the summer, obviously you think about going to the beach and going on a vacation, relaxing, have a cup of beer or have a slice of chicken. But uh, one thing you can't leave behind is obviously the music concert or summer music festivals. Uh, to name a few, if you recall, Pentaport, Chisan Rock Valley, Busan Rock Festival, Samji Sound Festival, Grand Mint Festival, or Ultra Music Festival. Yeah. And it's all been postponed or canceled due to COVID-19. But with the government easing off social distancing level, allowing 4,000 audiences to be present at the outdoor concert, the concert industry is working hard to lure all the music fans back in front of the stage. And as a matter of fact, the beautiful Mint Life 2021 Music Festival, which was supposed to, you know, run... Uh, early spring uh, now took place last week with Paul Kim, Daybreak, Ehi, Peppertons as headliners. Yeah, I saw, you know, again, I saw the news on this. There was quite a bit of uh, news coverage on this uh, mm -hmm. concert, especially because, again, we're talking about, uh, you know, kind of post-pandemic and what could be. And so there's a lot of social distancing uh, measures put in place. But you're right. I think there's so many people uh, who miss, uh, you know, going to these festivals, mm -hmm. uh, especially, you know, I know the Ultra Music Festival over in yeah. Changsha every time happens uh, during the summer. Uh, it gets very crowded, and uh, it's it's these things uh, that we kind of miss uh, during the pandemic. But let's talk about going back to the uh, Mint Life 2021, uh, because there's so much emphasis on this, how things could go moving forward. How did the concert go? And again, what were some of the quarantine rules uh, for the concert? So I would say the concert was very successful, though the weather wasn't exactly helping out. Uh, it took place at 88 Jandi Madang in Olympic Park, Songpa, in Seoul. And all the press and even the government officials had great interest in this concert as this could be, like you said, a uh, good example data for other upcoming events. So the concert organizers had a disinfection center where all the visitors had their body temperature checked and QR code scanned, um, as well as passing the self 
testing kit to help ensure that they do not have the virus. And obviously, this whole process took much longer than yeah, usual concert yeah. because uh, you're going to, uh, you're going through all this process. But uh, this is newly introduced a self testing kit. Uh, it tells you whether you have the virus or not just within 10 minutes. And now the good thing was that no one was tested positive. And now taking a look at the quarantine rules, only up to 4,000 people are allowed at a time. Uh, and then temperature check, wearing a mask, writing entry log is a must. And you're not allowed to eat or move to different seats. And you have to keep at least a meter apart from each other. And singing as a group, this is where um, you know all the foreign artists get surprised yeah. when we see all Korean going, we call it tetang, you know, singing along together, are not allowed, obviously. And then uh, it seems like all the singers were also well aware of these rules. So, for example, Ihai, when she was on a stage, had an audience follow her moves or gestures instead of having them sing together. And, uh, and they designated quarantine professionals at the site for a safe concert. But most importantly, all the audiences showed outstanding manners. They did not move. They did not sing along. They did not eat. So, you know. So there you have it. Yeah, again, I mean, it, you know, that was one thing that I think a lot of people are worried about. It's, mm-hmm. It really just takes one person to kind of ruin the entire concert. You see right. one person not following any of these social distancing rules, and that leads to other people not doing the same. It's just, just a domino effect. Uh, but it's really incredible that, again, I, I, I can't imagine how hard it is when you see some of your favorite singers and not <laughs> sing along to it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of which, uh, any other upcoming concerts that uh, maybe you want to recommend for our listeners? So um, many artists are preparing for the concerts to see and meet their long-awaited fans, the legend Imunse, ah. you know, and other artists such as Shipsenchi, Ailey, and even Nauna, who is the legendary performer, uh, is getting ready for his gig. And um, surprisingly, all the seats were fully booked within just 20 minutes after opening the ticket. You know, you know, I'm not surprised, especially like Imunse. Right. Um, you know, I know my mother-in-law has been begging me to somehow help her get these tickets. I told her straight up, I, there's no way I was going to be able to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nahuna, I think, you know, all the more in the spotlight because of that virtual concert that he had last right. year, right? And so, I mean, there's so much uh, people wanting to get these concert tickets. And when mm-hmm. there's a limited seating because of the quarantine rules, uh, it's going to be very, very difficult. But uh, nonetheless, I'd see, it's good to see that uh, we're slowly... Uh, uh, moving to the new norm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Generation Z or Gen Z, uh, mm-hmm. they've certainly been watching everything on YouTube, Netflix, or anything streaming online. Uh, but now, also, old dramas from the 2000s or the 1990s or even the <laughs> 1980s uh, getting back on the spotlight. Uh, what are we talking about here? So, uh, are you familiar with Tononilgi uh, or Yainste? Yes and yes. Uh-huh. Chononigi is one of the older ones. Right. That started, I think, in the early 80s or yeah. late, uh, late 70s, even. Um, these are the dramas that I always talked about when I was going to, you know, elementary schools. Before Gen Z, this Chononigi Happy Time or Yainshide, the age of wild men, obviously wouldn't ring a bell. Uh, but these were so called Kumin drama or the drama that literally the entire citizens of Korea used to watch. Because now back then, we only had few channels, no yeah. cable TVs, obviously no smartphones. So uh, pretty much everyone was watching the same drama at the same time. And recently, these dramas are getting Gen Z's attention back as they're being aired on YouTube or other several TV cable channels. And some documentaries on those old dramas are pre- uh, being produced. You know, this is interesting. Uh, there is mm-hmm. one drama that you didn't mention here that uh, all-time favorite mm-hmm. 
Um, I think you might re- remember this, Moreshige. Moreshige. Uh, what is it? The, the sand clock? Is, right, is, with is, Che Min-su. Che Min-su, the young <laughs> Che Min-su. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, what was his name? Uh, Lee Jung-jae is there. Right. The most famous line. I mean, this is a drama from the 90s and he exactly. remembers uh, some of the lines right now. Honestly, for me, uh-huh. uh, there is uh, the, a- oh, what is it? The, the VOD system and I try to watch Moreshige again and i remember i was so into it back when i was a kid i watched it again it's not the same anymore but right. why all of a sudden these uh, dramas uh, why are they garnering so much attention all of a sudden it's actually interesting because some of the cable channel channels because there are 200 300 cable channels yeah. nowadays and they're actually short on their budget to fill out their uh, tv uh. schedule for 24 7 and those old dramas, which you just mentioned, were relatively less expensive for uh, broadcasters to purchase the copyrights and air them on the show. So now, interestingly enough, this somehow met the retro trend for Gen Z nowadays. So they started to watch these dramas and also brought back sort of nostalgic feeling, you know, how you and I or, you know, people who are, who are at their 40s or 50s are having. And as those dramas are getting popular again, the cast for the drama is also being on the spotlight again. So take Chonon Yagi 2021, for example. So actual cast, Kimeja and Chebram, which I really believe they're a couple, like actual yeah. real couple, appeared on a documentary and uh, told us about the actual behind stories of the entire scene. Again, you know, I'm a very nostalgic person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love watching things are, you know, things from the 90s and the, right. the early 2000s. Again, you know, Yainsh, there was a big part of my uh, high school mm-hmm. uh, life as well. Chonar I was a little bit young for that, uh, but I do still remember watching that uh, time to time again. Mureshige was another thing. Hajun. Right. Uh, was a drama that was just all the craze uh, mm-hmm. in Korea. But uh, it's really good to see that uh, these are uh, bouncing back. And there's a reason why people watch it. You know, the, the, the Generation Z watch and they still enjoy it. It was very well made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's good to see that uh, these are uh, in the spotlight these days. Uh, of course, when we come to uh, summer season, not yep. only do we talk about new summer hit songs, but also scary movies uh, coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time to talk about all that and more. Right. Now, with the social distancing level being lower, more and more people are going to the movie theaters. You still have to sit up, uh, one seat apart. You're not allowed to eat. You're not. You have to wear a mask. But still, for the summer season, horror movies, you know, always come back. And to name a few, Yogogedam 6 or Whispering Corridor 6, The Humming, has come back after 12 years of its history with more intense, scary stories with starring Kim Seo-hyung. Now, a funny thing about this Yogogedam series is, uh, you know, all the super famous Korean horror movie series that uh, cast from this series always become the top movie stars. Yeah. So, for example, Park Jin-hee, Song Ji-ho, Kim Gyuri, uh, all those big names, they either debuted or they actually first starred in these movies. So you should check out. And also, Balshin Jehan, or Hard Hit, starring Jo Jin, Ji Chang-wook, or Kim Ji-ho, is hot on the list. And uh, uh, certainly not... And then for the last thing, for Hollywood movie lover, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, is also waiting for you at the theater as well. So Conjuring is, uh, you know, they already, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this is a series. Right, uh, this is the third series. Wow, Conjuring has already mm-hmm. come out with the third series already? Right. You know, The Saw and a lot of uh, scary movies. You know, the funny thing is they always, they always dominate the chart, but... Um, um, Sadly, because of the COVID-19 thing, they're not having a lot of, uh, 
you know, audiences coming into the movie theaters. But also what they offer is they do the live streaming for the yeah. latest movie on a lot of cable uh, TV channels. Yeah, and also, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people streaming these days at mm-hmm. home. And, uh, you know, yes, uh, you know, Koreans make good horror movies, but also these days make a lot of good horror dramas. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, there's a lot of them on, you know, your some of your favorite uh, streaming websites. But I'm surprised. Wow, Yogo Gedam is already at number six these days. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't watched any of these. Um, the first one, if I recall it, if I'm right, uh, it first appeared in 1998. 1998? Yeah, and every two year they would release a new series. And until the fifth one, you know, they're running pretty good, but um, they were running short on the budget again because it wasn't attracting many uh, movie lovers. But now it's back after 12 years, and hopefully this could be another hit for Yogo Gedam series. Yeah, and, and it's good to see that, again, you know, South Korea is doing so well in the horror scene because mm-hmm. it used to be back in the days we used to watch like the Japanese horror movies right, and right, Ring right. and Grudge and things mm-hmm. like that. But now South Korea is making, you know, a lot of their own unique, mm-hmm. uh, of course, style of horror movies. So again, uh, summer means horror scenes. And so do check it out for our listeners. Key, again, uh, filling in for Gina today. Thank you very much. It was Thank a you. fun talk. And of course, we'll, of course, hear your voice again here on Arirang Radio. Thank Thank you. You can listen to Korea Now with me, SJ Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.